How's it going, everybody? We are back for another day. I believe this is the 13th day in a row I have gone live. That sounds about right. Welcome back to Renaissance Man. I'm your host, Rob Fishbeck. Going to talk about some things today. Going to be, once again, a little bit of a shorter show, but such is life. Happy Sunday. Uh, happy Passover for all the Jewish people out there and happy Palm Sunday for all the Christian people out there and for everybody else that's not celebrating either holiday. What's up? What's up? It's just another Sunday. So as we make our way through the third act of this pandemic, more people are getting vaccinated by the day. I've got some news hopefully later this week that I will be sharing with everyone. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. We're going to be talking, this is our serial conversation part two about uh, what makes a great serial and all of that jazz. So if you are now watching live, leave in the comments after the show. We're going to talk more about serial because we started to yesterday and then I had to get the fuck out of here because I had a match to prep for all behind the scenes stuff. I'm going to be talking about the match from yesterday as well, breaking all of that down. That was a fucking barn burner, and this league that I've started is really taking off fast, and I couldn't be more here for it. Also, going to be talking about a little bit of COVID updates, and I'll play the song when we get to the bit, because it's maybe one of my favorite songs of all time. I, I wish you would I wish you would cut a single. It be, it'd be a hit, but uh, what the fuck, Lindsey Graham? What the fuck, Lindsey Graham? We're going to be talking about all of that. This is one thing that I've learned as a side note that probably nobody here cares. I am not high, okay? I just, my eyes, I don't know if it's from being, look, staring at the computer all the time and constantly working on the computer and this new life that I'm living or the fact that I'm just super tired today. I'm not, I actually made a decision when I woke up to not work out today. I might go on a walk still for a little bit just to get some exercise. But today I just need to not go to the gym because when I go to the gym, I take a shitload of uppers. But I mean, I still took my caffeine pills and stuff, but just so much like you're just here. And I just want to relax today. I just kind of want to be Rob's Rob's just looking to be here. I've got a lot of work to do after this before the world girls tonight. I'll plug their stuff since we're all in the same universe. Make sure you know you watch them tonight. It's going to be a great show as always. Excited about that. But it's just a chill day. Just need to chill today. Let's not, I don't need to take creatine and pre-workout and have that extra cup of uh, green tea and get all pumped up for an hour. And then it just carries it over. I just need to relax today. Hopefully then I can go to bed early tonight and start fresh in the morning. I need to take my guitar in this week to get refretted. I've been pushing that off for about three weeks and it is finally fucking time because there are songs that I've been writing. There are songs that I have written, uh, whether it's for my own stuff or for other people or fun songs to entertain over at LATR. I need to record them and my guitar sounds like shit because the frets are worn down to nothing. So is what it is. By the way, I see Big Mo's in the podcast. You're going to want to stick around, Big Mo, because we're going to be talking about you here in a few minutes. What's up, buddy? 
Uh, shout out to John Get Bent and Matt Munoz, who are also in the chat right here, right now. Everybody that is watching live, please hit that like button. Give it the thumbs up. Really helps with the algorithms. And uh, when this show's over, leave the tab open. Go about your life for two minutes. Come back, hit that refresh button. Comment section should be open by then. And then you can leave a comment because that also helps with the algorithms as we try to grow this channel. Yes, 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 yes. I woke up today as a side note. I woke up today going, I think everything that's been going on for the last couple of weeks is starting to pass. Time heals all wounds, uh, all that kind of stuff. I know I'm being cryptic, but hopefully things hopefully things get better. Uh, it's not it's got nothing to do with me specifically, but certain things that, that went on when uh, everybody's done things out of character and acted like an idiot at one point or another during the pan since this pandemic has started. And, you know, we, we say dumb things and can't take stuff back, but hopefully you can move forward and things will get better. And those just like a muscle, sometimes you got to tear things a little bit for it to be built stronger, but hopefully pray about it anyways so oh john get ben says just got my 1986 Ooh, this is cool just got my 1986 ivan is roadster two up and running this weekend had to adjust the truss rod to do some uh is that soldering I, I i can't spell well and restring soldering it's a soldering i can't i can't spell that's fucking is what you know here's the other thing I've talked about quarantine brain before on the show. I'm not the only person that's talked about quarantine brain. Somebody else in this space, she does the same thing. But I've said this like a thousand times and it's so it's so bad because it's so true and it's becoming just like I need to start and I, I have whiteboards where I make notes like Rob needs to do these things and then I don't do them because I get busy with other stuff. But I need to spend an hour to a week refreshing my music knowledge, refreshing some of my film knowledge. I just, it's like the lives that I, the life that I led prior to COVID is a 180 to the life that I'm leading right now. And I truly mean that. And there's certain reasons for it. Most of which those of you that are watching the show probably know those reasons and all of that stuff. But my brain is just shot. Is and I, maybe it's because I'm getting older. I don't know, but spelling and word pronunciation and just basic things that I could do no problem in the past, I find myself struggling with now. It's weird. It's so weird. Anyways, all right. So let's let's talk about cereal first. What makes a great cereal? Perfect seg Perfect segue. Um. So we I talked yesterday, it kind of ran through my list of my favorite cereals. You all put in the chat and I think in the comments section afterwards, what some of your favorite cereals were and all that jazz. We're going to talk about it though now. So once again, if you're in the chat, feel free to start throwing stuff in there. If you're watching this after the fact, leave it in the comments section. I'd really like to know what are your favorite cereals? What makes a great cereal a great cereal? Milk versus no milk. I finally got some people on my side on the no milk train, but you know, I talked about Cheerios, Raisin Bran Crunch, all my favorite shit. Okay. To me. And once again, this is a place where we 
get to have a conversation. So you're obviously welcome to disagree. To me, what makes a great cereal, okay, are a lot of components. Taste, flavor, right? What it looks like, what it pairs well with, okay? You know, for example, I don't know if I would want to eat, for me, like, what would pair well? Raisin Bran Crunch with a couple of strips of turkey bacon, because I quit eating, reg I quit, eat quit eating regular bacon when COVID started, because I was like, I'm not going to need those extra calories. Turkey bacon is pretty good, though. A um, couple of scrambled eggs, piece of 35-calorie wheat toast, uh, or some hash browns. They pair well. To me, fruity cereals, sugary cereals, wouldn't pair well with that stuff. But, but for other people, it would pair well. So a lot of times it comes down to preference. You know, what makes a great cereal? It's the taste, it's the flavor, it's what it looks like. When we were children, to be honest with you, I think there was a whole different list of requirements and qualifications. You know, I was the weirdo at age 10 who was like, ooh, plain dry cereal, Cheerios, raisin bran crunch. But then I'd, you know, be watching Nickelodeon and see a fucking commercial for fruity pebbles or tricks or fruit loops or whatever. And man, they got, you know, whatever new Disney movies out or whatever new Nick movies out toys inside the box. So my mom would load us up in the Chrysler town and country and drive to Jewel Osco. We'd go inside. And it'd be like, well, no, I'm going to get the Fruit Loops because it's got this toy inside of it. You know, Cheerios usually wasn't offering a lot of toys in their in their in their stuff. Neither was Raisin Bran. It was all the sugary stuff, the Frosted Flakes, the the tricks, all that jazz. So, to me, the qualifications as when you're a child, it's the commercials. Silly Rabbit tricks are for kids. They got great catchphrases. They've got characters, right? Tony the Tiger. One of my favorite. I've there's Three Family Guy cutaways that I will always like hold near and dear to my heart. I haven't watched Family Guy in years, but it's the 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 chicken fight when he when Peter fights the chicken cutaway. It's the Beatles cutaway where they're like, "Oh, Ringo wrote us a song. Let's put it on the refrigerator with the other ones." Oh, good job, Ringo. That one, and then the other one is the Breakfast Club, where it cuts. A, he's like, ah, "I was the Saturday detention once. It got kind of weird," and it cut to it wasn't the breakfast club like the john hughes movie it was like tony the tiger and the left and you know all the all the characters the, the, the tricks bunny and stuff so to me when you're a kid okay you've got all the cool characters you know from from all the heel uh Gen general mills and what are the other big cereal brands whatever they are all of those things What's in the box to quote Brad Pitt. I'm actually working on a whole bunch of clip outs that I'm going to throw up on the screen. One of them is going to be what's in the box. Uh, just a little forward thought. The toys. I remember for a while they were, they were putting DVDs with like when ap shortly after DVDs came out, I remember you could get clue the movie or Bill and Ted's bonus journey or honeymoon. I think it was called honeymoon in Vegas. 
don't ask me why I remember this, but I remember the commercials and like those were the DVDs that you could get in the box of cereal. And I think we had all of them. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it, we went through cereal, four kids, me and three sisters. We went through cereal. It is what it is. So those are the children qualifications. And then there's like the adult qualifications, like, you know, low sugar, high in fiber, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's like a 180, you know, for most people, they go from one to the other. So let's pop out into the chat right now. See what you guys are saying in here. Uh, a lot of guitar talk, which is great. Love that for sure. Um, Fruity Pebbles is top tier cereal, says Big Mo. Matt's like bacon what? John Get Bent says, quitting bacon is blasphemy. Here's the deal. If I go get a hamburger, I'll still get regular bacon on it. But I, the turkey bacon I eat, I get the low sodium. It's 25 calories a slice. I can have four slices of bacon with three scrambled eggs. Those are about 75, 80 calories a piece, okay? piece of 35 calorie wheat toast. Okay. Or sometimes two. And I, I do, I do throw the hash browns in there. I like, I like the carb taste, you know, it's a whole breakfast meal. That's like less than 500 calories, which I'm totally here for. Totally here for, uh, John get Ben says, I don't like fruity cereals. I'm all about the wheat. I'm all about that. wheat. about that. wheat. about that. wheat. all about that. wheat. about that. wheat. about that. wheat. Uh, Big Mo says, I hate turkey bacon. Lloyd Nance is giving the, uh, is that the yin yang? Emo oh yeah. The yin yang emoji. Cause when you're a kid versus when you're adult, love it. Shout out to Lloyd Nance. My first stream labs ever. Okay. Interesting. I love how everybody's like in different spots with the cereal because that's what makes just like great art, just like art in general, there's stuff for everybody. So what makes the best cereal? I think to me at the end of the day, if you're a kid, it's the characters, the commercials, the prizes inside, um, you know, what it looks like, what it tastes like, all that kind of stuff. I think when you're an adult, it's all about, you know, somewhat more healthy, fiber, good for your heart, low in calories, low in sugar, right? That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Matt Muno says Rice Krispies. Never, never was a big fan of the Rice Krispie cereal. Rice Krispie bars, different story, though I don't really eat those anymore. John Kip Ben says, I used to like the mazes and shit on the back of the box. Exactly. That's why I got to get that what's in the box clip out for this for this channel. It's going to be fucking great. All right. Anyways, so that kind of wraps up this whole cereal conversation. You know, milk versus no milk. Like I said, let me know in the comments section after the fact or here in the live chat. If you're able to support streamlabs.com backslash Rob Fishbeck. Appreciated. Much as always. Price crispy cereals. Top tier as well, says Big Mo. For sure, for sure. All right. So we're going to move on to the next story here, which is the match from last night. So I'm going to get on the soapbox and talk for a quick minute. Most people I think here already kind of know the gist, but if you're new to this channel or you stumble upon this video, make sure you go check out the fantastic film trivia match from last night, which featured notorious Big Mo versus Kyle, the hot one Hudson. Not going to do my announcer voice right now. Cause after last night, I was fucking exhausted. Everything that goes into plan and all the behind, I'm not complaining. It's, it's a blast, but I was just exhausted. And then, 
I went to my mom's last night and fixed their dresser drawer, which was an hour drive, came home, cut up some ferns. I'm, uh, you all probably don't know this. I somewhat got a green thumb, pretty good at plants and stuff. Didn't know I was until a couple of years ago. It just naturally happened. I've never read a book on it. I've never watched a YouTube video on it. I just trust my gut and am just kind of led to know what I'm doing when it comes to plants. Uh, I, I'm not good at like planting seeds and growing things because I've never really done that before. But plants that are barely alive, I'm able to bring them back to life. I cut them up. I repot them. I like it. It's a whole thing. Really, really, really enjoy it. And then I fucking crashed, crashed hard for like an hour. And I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning and just could not fall back asleep until like 6 a.m. I watched part of The Dark Knight. Don't ask me why. I thought maybe I'd just fall asleep watching it. Watched like half the movie which, and I've seen it a thousand times. It's one of those things. But anyways, back to the match. I, this whole thing started a couple of months ago. I was in a Zoom with some people in the movie space and kind of just threw it out there and said, you know, if there's, if there's ever anybody that's interested in doing like an exhibition film trivia match, I'm game. I would love to play somebody, you know, for fun or whatever. And it all came together very quickly. Like I'm talking about within a week or so. And I assembled an entire team. Shout out to Jake Acovetta who does the graphics and the overlays. He's amazing. Uh, you know, I faced Kyle in the first match, everybody that came in to, to play and manage and, and help out with behind the scenes stuff, Matt and Ryan Payne uh, hosting the first, the first match. It, it was great. Everything just came together so quickly. I felt like Ben Affleck in justice league, like, I'm, uh, I'm putting, putting together a team. And then while I was training for that first match, there was somebody who I was working alongside that was really into the trivia as well. And he was a really good sparring partner for me to kind of practice and get, and get ready for that match. And his name is Ryan white. Shout out to Ryan Walter white ended up playing him, which I lost to in the second match. And that went down to the final question. It was a great fucking time. Same kind of team, same whole shebang. And then it was like, all right, you're running a league now, Rob. Get, get your head out of your ass. Like, you're not playing anymore. You're going to build this thing because what do I like to do? I, you know, not to sound arrogant or stroke my own ego, but I'm a creator. I like to create things. So whether that's a song or finding a, a bunch of random uh, awesome ladies on the internet and deciding to make an entire holiday project out of their cultures in my yard um, to starting a film trivia league, to starting the show to all the other things that I do. It's what I, it's what I do. It's what I do best is create things. And I'm pretty good. I think at being a leader, got a lot of learning to do still trust me. There's certain, certain people you can, you can ask and they'll say, yeah, no, Rob's got a lot to learn, but I'm trying I put in all my effort, give it all, give it all I got. So it's like, all right, well, we're going to need a name for this and I want commercials and I want to make this, uh, for those of you watching the show, you obviously know what the movie trivia showdown is. This is not that this is, it, there's definitely, uh, a lot of similarities, but I want to make it its own thing. So to do television trivia, to do music trivia, which I would like to start down the line are all possible. Okay. So I'll, anyway, so to keep going with all of this, 
for me, it was like, you know, I've heard about these fantasy leagues and these fan leagues and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I want to build something from the ground up uh, and, and start this whole thing. So over the last few weeks, I reached out to all these different people and said, you know, what about this? What about that? So many meetings, so many hours, loving every single minute of it. And it all built up to this match between Mo and Kyle. Going into it, I was like, man, I have no idea how this is going to go. It could be a low scoring game. It could be a high scoring game. I have an idea of what Kyle knows. I have a, I had a little bit of an idea about what Mo knew. But I trusted my gut and felt it was going to be a fucking barn burner of a match. And that's exactly what it was. You know, me and Lego on desk, we have a great working relationship, which is why we do a lot of shows together. Uh, it just, for whatever reason, we vibe very well and it works great. Joe coming in as a manager, I'm telling you right now, shout out to Joe. He, it's like next fucking level. You know what I mean? Nothing against anybody else. Everybody that's managed has been great. But out of nowhere, him and Mo cut this promo together. And I'm just like, man, this is what, this is what we're looking for in this league. A hundred percent. You know, everybody's got to step up their game now. Everybody's got to bring it, right? And we're three matches into the league. That's what's so beautiful about this. It's not like we've been doing this for a year and we've got 15 matches under, under the belt. You know what I mean? All, all kinds of stuff. It just all ha has happened so quickly, and I'm very thankful for it. So, you know, I didn't even know Joe you know, two months ago, like it, we just recently have met same with Justin who cut a great commercial, which I, he goes, what are you thinking? I'll, I'll let you in a little behind the scenes. He goes, what are you thinking? I said, I don't know, like get a fucking bag, get a glass of ice and be like, Hey, you know, fuck regular ice. This is ice straight from Antarctica and sell it for like a hundred dollars and sell ice or something. All right. He comes back to me two hours later and Google drives me this video. And I'm just like, dude went above and beyond. You know, nobody's getting paid for this. Dude went above and beyond for this commercial. My buddy Max came over the other night and we have a whole bunch of stuff in the works with him for like different characters. He's going to play for these ads. And I'm like, what are you bringing to the table? And he throws out a couple of ideas and I'm like, I like that one. That one's okay. We filmed a bunch. I threw two of them out yesterday. They were, they're pretty good. Um, shout out to my buddy Max, you know, selling a vintage suitcase that was picked out of a dumpster and paper. It's just the whole thing just came together and it worked and it fucking worked well. So I say all that to say we go into the match. I'm, you know, we get to the second round and I'm like, fuck, this is going to be a blowout. Like I haven't even considered the fact about a knockout. What do we do with all this stuff? I, my brain's racing while I'm trying to host and hit the timer for the 15 seconds as soon as the question's read and Lego's throwing up, Lego's bringing people in and out of the stream yards and I'm throwing up the overlays and it's this whole fucking thing, right? But the way my brain works is I'm hosting, I'm asking questions, I got the timer going, I'm doing overlays. And all at the same time, I'm going, fuck, 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 fuck. 
what if we have a knockout? Like I haven't even contemplated these things yet, right? Because I'm kind of making some of this up as I go along. No shade to all the YouTubers out there, but that's kind of what we all do. We just make it up as we go along. We, we, we have meetings and we plan and we see what works and we see what doesn't work. But at the end of the day, it's like, first and foremost, people watch things on YouTube to be entertained, to be educated for all sorts of different reasons, right? And for this specifically, it's they want to be entertained. So however that's going to go. So I'm watching this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm in this thing, right? And I'm watching it too as a, as a fan of something that has been created, right? This content. Fast forward. Uh, I'm, I am going to spoil the match. So if you don't, if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to know who won, fast forward about a minute and a half, two minutes. I'll wave my hands when I'm done talking about it. Okay. We get down to like the last three questions and I'm going, fuck, Mo, Mo's going to lose this. He was up so high. And like, I have no stakes in it either way. You know, like it doesn't, to me, it, it's not that it doesn't matter who wins. It's that, you know, as the GM, I can't necessarily root for one person over the other, but I'm, but Mo had had such a lead. I'm like, man, he's going to lose this thing. And then the money ball question happened. And I'm like, there's no way he's going to get this. There's, there's just, there's no fucking way. Sure enough, he pulls it, pulls that knowledge, bingo bongo, four more points. Now he's up by one. Kyle gets his last question. And I'm going, this is legitimately something I could see Kyle knowing. So I'm going, all right, it's still 50-50 shot, 50-50 shot. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Kyle doesn't pull it. Mo ends up winning by one point. And I'm just like, that's the most entertaining match I've seen maybe ever. You know, it was so close. The stakes were all there. Everybody played their asses off. The manager, shout out to Brittany Parker and Joseph Burroughs. They managed their asses off. Ryan Payne did an excellent job with the pre and post interviews. And I'm saying to myself, ladies and gentlemen, we're in business. We're in fucking business. This is a legitimate competitive league that has now officially begun. I don't know what else is out there. I'm sure there's so many trivia leagues on the internet. I don't care to know about all of them. It just, it's, it is what it is at the end of the day. But in terms of what I'm bringing to the table and what everybody else is bringing to the table with me, it's a we're, we have a league. We officially have a league. The production value is, you know, I want to be honest with you, okay? I'm using StreamYards, all right? Every fucking YouTuber I know uses StreamYards. So there's that. Who does our overlays and thumbnails? Jake Yacovetta. Who does everybody else's overlays and thumbnails? Jake Acovetta. Everything here, I, I mean, I wrote an intro. Well, not wrote. I took a bunch of loops and samples in GarageBand and spent 45 minutes throwing a song together. We'll have more stuff down the line. Have an intro song now. I ripped uh, some stuff off of uh, Roxy Stryer. She was singing on, on her show one day, and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to use that for our, for our thing, the Roll of the Dice song. 
I don't think she knows about it yet. All of these things, all of these things are happening. And it's like the production value is there. The personalities starting, starting to really, everybody's starting to hone in on that. You know, the questions, they're there. You know, I think we finally figured out the, the, the level of difficulty, right? We finally got our rules set up. We got a fucking league. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a fucking league. It's a beautiful thing. Wes and Iris says, so close. John Gitbent says, Hudson with that eight-point comeback in round one was intense. Pigmo says, thank God I know about baseball because if not, I would have never gotten that question for, for correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, getting time for a belt, Weston. I'm going to be honest with you. We are, we are, I'll get to that in a second. Big Mo said one hell of a time. John Gitbent said, Joe was killing me. A1 managing right there. Couldn't agree more. That's Jet's line that I took out of the song because then it changed. Monopoly. Yeah. So Big Mo says Jake is the goat. He. I wish Jake was here right now. Fucking shout out to Jake Yacoveta who is, so many of us, I mean, everybody loves Jake because he's just, he's the fucking best. Like he really is. Jake is just, he's the guy. I mean, he's the fucking guy. And he's so, he's so kind and he's so nice about doing things for everyone to help everybody out. And it's like me and everybody else, we, 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 Jake just, he shows up and he, gives us these great overlays and these thumbnails. It's fantastic. The whole thing. It's just, it's a machine and it works and it works well. So Weston brought up the belt. I'm going to talk about the belt right now. I don't know what I want to do. I've got, I've got some meetings planned this week and, and next week. I want everybody to understand something. Don't take this the wrong way. Okay. We are not the Schmodown. We are a different, we are a different entity. Uh, all the respect in the world to what they have built over there. I mean, I, you know, I, I know people of uh, acquaintances and, and people that I, I consider a friend that work in that, in that league. Um, and, and some people that are working in the minor leagues that I know very well, uh, not, not players, but uh, behind the scenes and, and all that kind of stuff. It's fantastic. And I love it. I don't know if I want to do a belt for this league. Because like I said, I want us to be our own thing. You know, it's not a fantasy league. It's not a fan league. It's its its own thing. You know, A, nobody's getting paid. B, it's for fun, but everybody's bringing their A game and working their asses off. And I, to be honest with you, the way I kind of look at this is it's almost like I wasn't a drama kid in school. I wasn't. I've never had an acting lesson. I've learned all of my hosting skills from Roxy Stryer, 100%. She has literally taught me everything that I know about how to host and how to, to be an interviewer and all that kind of stuff. But to be honest with you, not to stroke my own ego, it's just something that I'm naturally just know how to do. Ask questions. I'm a very inquisitive person. Uh, I've been talking to people my whole life. I know how to have conversations. It's just kind of a natural thing for me. So did I go to school and get a bachelor's degree in how to broadcast? No. Am I perfect? No. But I'll say this. 
everything that I learned from her, everything that I've seen on the internet, everything that, you know, I'm, she's, I say it all the time. She knows this, like major, she is my mentor, you know, 100%. So I say all this, but I wasn't a drama kid in school. You know, I was the kid in English class that when it came to reading plays as a class, everybody would beg the teacher, can Rob just play all the parts? Because I do all different impressions and accents and all that kind of stuff. And it would go great. But I was never, I was never an actor. I've never had an acting lesson. I've never been in a play. I've never worked in a production like that at all. But to me, what we're doing here is, is like the digital YouTube space version is the digital YouTube space version of putting on a show, like putting on a stage production. And it's just this whole thing, like, you know, and it's like, all right, everybody, it's showtime. And then we go live and we put on a show for everybody to watch, right? So that's just kind of how I look at all this. Uh, Matt says it should be a hat, LOL. One hat to rule them all. I'm contemplating trophies. So I'm contemplating, you know, none of this is secured. Like I said, going to be having some meetings with some people that I'm bringing in to work with me because I've gotten to the point where there's a lot going on. There's this, we're a young league, but it, there's a lot going on. Uh, obviously, you know, Lego will be working alongside me with some things. And uh, I've reached out to two other people that I will be meeting with this week to get their thoughts and opinions. They're very familiar with this space. So that will be great. I'm contemplating trophies. Why? This will always be a digital format. We will never be doing studio matches or anything like that. Hey, I ain't got that fucking money. I'm poor as fuck. You know, this is a, I put this, you know, I'm in basketball shorts right now, everybody. Uh, anyways, I'm thinking maybe a trophy because it's something that you can ship from place to place very inexpensively. Uh, you know, I can get a custom engraved one with like a, with like a film camera on it, something like that. That's what I'm thinking, but nothing's written in stone and we've got all sorts of stuff planned. I want to start expanding and doing more things in April, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm working on another show that is in the works. I can't say anything about it yet, but have started the early stages of pre-production for another program on this channel. Okay. Me and Lego have our review show that we do. We do our stereo show. I'm doing this show every day. I don't know for how long. Uh, and then I, I watch Roxy and I watch the girls cause they're my people. So I'm always there for them, whatever they need, whether it's time codes or whatever they don't need. I'll, I'll always give them whatever I got. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm also writing, trying to work on this record and live my life in general. So I don't know if we're going to expand the league in April or it might not be till May, but I'll keep everybody up to date. And the biggest thing that I can say is this. A lot of people have been asking me, you need to get more competitors. You need more people involved, not just with the behind the scenes and the production, but you need players because I want to have a tournament starting in June. Uh, eight to 10 people, yada, yada, yada. So I say all of that to say this, if you're watching this video and you know, people in this space that know a lot about music or know a lot about television, and it could be, they could, it could be a friend's trivia match. It could be 90 sitcoms, what, whatever we, I don't know any of the details yet, or, you know, people in this space that know a lot about movies or have big personalities. Personalities is a big thing that I'm looking for. Probably 
you can be okay at movie trivia, but if you got a great personality that you can bring that can entertain and all that kind of stuff, I want to be honest with you. This is a little peek behind the curtain for every, everything in entertainment that goes pretty far. So, you know, send some people my way. If you have them, the best I can do is, is meet with them. Talk to them for 10, 15 minutes. I'll probably start taking meetings within the next two weeks, uh, probably on zoom and talk to people and get a feel. And, you know, it might not be somebody I, I can work with this month or next month or the month after that, but something down the line, there's so many things at play here. So that's kind of my, where I'm at. Matt says, I said, I'm down for Batman trivia. I already have my name. That's definitely something that we can look at doing. Uh, I think I have my competitors lined up for the next match, which will either be in two or three weeks, uh, depending upon a lot of things. I know some people are going to be out of town next week. There's just so much going on. So much going on. Uh, yeah. So Matt the Menace Munoz. Ooh, I like that. That's a good name. Uh, John Ben says, I love am amateur low, no budget bullshit. So this league is right up my alley. Here's the deal. Amateur is, I get what you're saying. I get, I get what you're saying to me. This league is not amateur level, uh, purely for the fact that we've done three matches and the third match, we have commercials, intro music overlays. We're using stream yards. You got me and Lego on desk, Ryan Payne asking questions, uh, both Parker and Bur Burroughs managing and Mo and Kyle playing their fucking asses off. To me, and I get your point, John, 100%. To me, this is not amateur hour. Amateur hour would be people that are stumbling through speaking on camera still and, and don't know how to cut promos and are, you know, it's almost like, like open micers. You know what I'm saying? This ain't fucking open mic. We, this is legitimate. Okay. Mo and Kyle are not open micers. They know what they're doing. So I get your point. hundred percent. No budget bullshit leagues right up. Man. Yeah. That's all true. There's no budget. There's no whatever, but everybody's bringing their a game. So as far as I'm concerned, this is more of like a DIY festival. My friend, my close friend, Ben runs a, uh, a music festival every summer, except for last year and probably this year. Um, and I've played it and there's hundreds of people that show up, but it's all DIY. It's $10 donations to get in and it's donations. If you don't got money, you can still come and watch the performances. It's a two day festival. It's all day long. And he's built it up over 10 years. Shout out to Ben Arguez over at DZ records in Palos Hills, Illinois. But it's a DIY thing, but it's not amateur hour. I'll tell you that much. The talent that's there, including myself, we're all people that, that make money playing shows. You know, uh, when I first started out, yeah, I went to a bunch of open mics to uh, book gigs. And then once I started booking gigs, I started going to less open mics. And prior to COVID, I would still go to one or two open mics a month just to book shows. Like that was the way you would audition to get your Saturday uh, get your Thursday, Friday, or Saturday slots. Um, Watson says, correct, young league. That's a good way to put it. We're young, very young, but uh, yeah. So, but I, I, I love the comment, John, because it's a great way to, I think, further explain where I see us at versus, you know, once again, 
where you may see yourself in reality might not be where you're at, but it could be. So to me, um, I think it's a great way to kind of further explain what we're planning on. John says, no shade, just because you aren't backed by a corporation doesn't change the quality of the, pr- the product. I'm the guy buying the merch in the back. Fuck yeah, John. And we'll work on merch. I, my friend Anna, I'm going to have her work on some stuff for somebody else that we all know that goes up pretty much every day. Um, Cause I know she's super busy. So I just want to throw her a couple of design ideas and be like, Hey, if you don't like them, don't use them. But anything I can do to help you out, you know, I'm here for you. 100%. She knows that I drive her nuts. Most of the time though, I'm a pain in the ass. Full disclosure. Most of you here watching this know I am a pain in the ass, but I mean well. I'll, I'll always be there for everybody. I, I will. I really will. That's a promise. Um, okay. So that's what I wanted to say about the match. Thank you for everybody. Mo says, wait, so I'm not getting paid. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. We'll get there. Oh, shout out to Roxy. I, I love when I love when I get emails during the show. Roxy Strider pinned your comment. Thanks, buddy. Um She's great. But I, by the way, shout out to her. I, I get, uh, I'm an emotional guy. I have no, uh, I don't try to hide that at all. I'm a very emotional person. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, quickly talk about this before we get to Lindsey Graham. You know, it's no joke. I'm a fucking white dude from the Midwest and due to just me being just kind of in my own world for so long, have never really known a lot of people outside of my culture. And, uh, I, you know, I mean, I'll just be frank. There was like, I graduated in a class of like seven or 800 kids. There was no joke, like five, five black people that went to my school. And there was one Jewish person that I knew of. It was a very small town in the Midwest kind of thing. Right. So I say all that to say this, getting to know her and, and so many, like so many people, everybody that's here in the chat right now, right. I am learning all of the time and I'm totally here for it. So learning today about Passover, I mean, you know, I was probably driving her nuts because every literally 30 seconds I'm typing in the chat, asking her another question. And without her like referring to me, I know she brought up a lot of the stuff that I was asking throughout the show spellings of things and all that kind of stuff, because I said it in my documentary, right? And I think I've always been upfront with everybody here. And I said it in the documentary and I said, is somebody who is not Jewish, but here to learn. And I sincerely mean that. And I sincerely mean, I was talking with some people last night and we were talking about, um, this is definitely a peek behind the scenes. We were talking about a, a match that might be coming up down the road and, and, and it had it, the title of it that somebody threw out there, threw out there to use. I was like, yeah, but I'm a white guy. I can't use that title. Like I'll, I'll get canceled. And everybody started laughing and I'm like, but it's true. Like I'm here to learn. I, and I love being taught so many different things from so many different cultures. I think that's probably one of the best things that's come out of COVID is that I have made friends with people across this entire country, right? Because we're all in our homes on cameras, right? And we've all met online or or all of these things. So to me, it's like today learning about Passover. Now, could I go and do 20 hours of research and learn all about it on my own? Yeah. 
but to get firsthand knowledge from somebody that I care about and somebody that I, you know, kind of know at this point, it's like, this is awesome. It's a great education. I'm learning stuff. The more we learn, the better we, the better, better shot we got in life. Right. So, and it's crazy. Cause it's like, you know, they don't teach all this stuff in school. You know, it's just, it's just not, it's not, it's not how it goes. What's up. John Bainbridge says, hi, all in the chat. Wesson says you're picky about why exactly you get canceled. <sighs> That's true. Uncaffeinated Rob is a scary person and everybody knows it. Like for, for example, before we get to what the fuck Lindsey Graham, I texted my mom very late last night. I knew she wouldn't see it until she woke up and it was about vaccinations. And so uh, she texts me back this morning and I respond to her and then she calls me and I, my response was, I just got up going to make coffee. Now she's known me my whole life. She knows do not talk to Rob until he has coffee in him and some nicotine. Okay. She calls and I'm like, why are you calling me? Whatever you say right now, I'm not going to give you the answer that you're looking for. I just woke up. So what Weston is referring to is me and Lego do our stereo show. And sometimes I'm not totally awake and I have hot takes to begin with Let alone. Some of the things that I say on stereo, um, like wrestling stuff. I'd have never seen a wrestling match. I don't know anything about wrestling. I know a little now, but I made some comments that legitimately people had to have conversations with me because they were so offended about my take on, on wrestling. Okay. I didn't know the difference. I th I saw a picture of Dragon Ball Z and thought, oh, the Pokemon. And they're like, no, Rob, that's Dragon Ball Z. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know that shit? Okay. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Uh, John Kipben says, I like uncaffeinated stereo, Rob, as long as Lego is there. Yeah. Well, we yin-yang each other. That's, that's why we have a great working relationship. So anyways, all right. So that's all that. We're going to move on to, I'm going to quickly talk about COVID updates, talk about Lindsey Graham and get the fuck out of here. So I'm very concerned in the next week or two, we're going to see a big uptick in this country. I don't think it'll be as bad as it was in the winter with COVID cases based on what's going on in Europe. Okay. I know they're really amping up the vaccinations here in the States because I think they are feeling the same way. Right. Plus it's getting to be springtime and people don't give a fuck anymore. Drives me crazy. All the people that are out there taking pictures with one another with no masks on. And if they're both vaccinated, whatever. It, great. Okay. Okay. But if you're not vaccinated, you just got to watch. Just please, everybody, just take care of yourselves. We're almost out of this. I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm not trying. I'm trying not to judge anybody. But just please take care of yourselves. If you're vaccinated, if you've got your first shot or you got both shots, great. If you don't, just please take care of yourself. Be careful. I know everybody here is responsible and knows what they're doing. I just, I, I worry because I see stuff popping up on my Instagram and my Facebook. I know a lot of people from a lot of walks of life. Um, well, especially now, but I know a lot of people, at least from where, around where I live. And I know a lot of people that are from here that have moved other places or musicians. I know that live across the country, whatever it is. And I'm just very concerned. So I think everything's going to pan out. Okay. And we'll get there, but 
my little uh, daily COVID rant. By the way, Glenn's not here, and I know I usually wait for him to be here for me to say it, but I say it every day on this show, just like our friend over at Live at the Roxy does. Brett Hankinson, Miles Cosgrove, Jonathan Mattingly, arrest the cops that kill Breonna Taylor for killing Breonna Taylor, not for the fucking shots that missed. And for all victims of police brutality across this country, say their names, our hearts are with you, and we will continue to fight the good fight and get that 1% better each and every day. All right, I'm going to play this song. Uh, I don't have it loaded in my videos yet, but this is a great segue to get to what we need to get to. Everybody say it with me now. What the fuck, Lindsey Graham? 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 Say what, what the fuck, Lindsey Graham? What the fuck, Lindsey Graham? Merry Christmas, my friend. And that went to the next video. Uh, yeah. What the fuck, Lindsey Graham? What the fuck, Lindsey Graham? I really want to get a proper stint. I could pay her. I could pay her. I want to get studio versions of all of these great songs. She's got a hit record and she doesn't even know it. Hit fucking record. Uh, John Bainbridge said, what did he do now? Well, I'm about to tell you all about it, John Bainbridge. So, Lindsey Graham, I wake up this morning and this is what I hear on Twitter. I see Lindsey Graham is trending once again and I'm going exactly like John Bainbridge said. What the fuck did he do now? Well, I'm going to play you what I clipped out from a, from a little bit longer of an interview that was probably about five minutes long, but this is what needs to be said, okay? I'm going to play this in my microphone, and let's see here. Okay. I own an AR-15. If there's a natural disaster uh, in South Carolina where the cops can't protect my neighborhood, my house will be the last one that the gang will come to because I can defend myself. Uh, all right, I'm going to read that quote. Lindsey Graham said, I own an AR-15. If there is a natural disaster in South Carolina where the cops can't protect my neighborhood, my house will be the last one that the gang will come to because I can defend myself. He was doing an interview with uh, Chris Wallace. I believe that is Chris Wallace from Fox News Sunday. Uh, do, 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 do. I think that's Chris Wallace. I'm pretty sure that's him. I can tell by his face. Everybody sing it with me now. We're going to sing it here too. What the fuck, Lindsey Graham? Are you? Okay. All right. Big Mo says it perfectly. Right here. Right here. What does a gang have to do with a natural disaster? Weston says, oh, I'm not going to read this one, but if you're watching this, you can, yeah, yeah. John Babert says, uh, what? So here's the gist, okay? John Gibben says, at least Canadian politicians know how to shut the fuck up. Still trash, just quiet trash. Good point, John Gibben. I don't know anything about Canadian policy or politics, so I cannot weigh in, but I bet you're right. Here's the deal, okay? Here's the fucking deal. How natural disaster. Okay. Now I'm going to be honest with you all. I listen. A lot of times what I mean to say and what comes out of my mouth are not the same thing. They're not. And it gets me in trouble. 
Okay. Uh, that's a whole story. You know, that's a different conversation for a different day. We all do it. We say stupid stuff. This is Lindsey Graham. Okay. Lindsey Graham. All right. Has been on television, has been a politician, has been in Washington, has spoken in front of millions of people on camera a bajillion times. Okay. He's not Rob Fishbeck who has no people PR or speech writers or a, a coach on the side going, don't say this. Don't say that. Make sure you look at the camera. Make sure you get this point across. Yada, 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 yada. I don't have any of those people. So I say something crazy or dumb or I misspeak. It's on me just like it is anybody else. Okay. But this guy should probably at this point know how to properly talk. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for a split second and play devil's advocate. Let's say he misspoke. Should have corrected himself then. He didn't misspeak. Let's be honest with one another. He meant what he said. He totally meant what he said. When I hear the word natural disaster, now correct me if I'm wrong, put it in the chat, okay? This is what I think of when I think of natural disaster. Wildfires, tornadoes, hurricanes, flash floods, hail, okay? Just big windstorms, right? Earthquakes, okay? That's what I think of when I think of natural disasters, okay? Hurricane Katrina was a natural disaster. The California wildfires are natural disasters, okay? The tornadoes that have ripped through, uh, that ripped through Nashville last year right before COVID and have ripped through Alabama over the last week, those are natural disasters, okay? A gang showing up in your neighborhood to where the police cannot protect you is not a natural disaster. That's some ignorant ass old people white, old people white shit. I don't know if those words together work, but that's some ignorant old white people shit. That's what that is. Ignorant old white people shit. And it's ridiculous. Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to sit there and say natural and natural. Man, well, I have an AR-15 and if there was a natural disaster and the police couldn't protect me, the gangs would be the last people to come to my house because I can protect myself. All right, time out. Time out, Lindsey Graham. You fucking piece of human garbage. Okay? Fuck you, first of all. Because A, the neighborhood that you live in is way nicer than mine or anybody else that is watching this show's neighborhood. Right out of the gate. Guaranteed for a fact. Okay? Guaranteed. Way nicer neighborhood. With probably security guards on golf carts. Right out of the gate. Okay? That have guns. Okay? Now, we're going to get to the gun issue here in a moment. But I want to finish this Lindsey Graham issue. Okay? Because he was talking to specifically about AR-15 and AR-15 style weapons, which are the reason that all these mass shootings that go on. We'll get to that in a moment. But he's already in a nicer neighborhood than all of us are, correct? Guarantee you he's got a security system. Guaranteed. I guarantee you his front door and windows are better than our front doors and windows, okay? 
So for somebody to break into his house, it's already going to be two to three times harder to break into Lindsey Graham's house than it is yours or mine, okay? And I don't own a gun. I have a machete and a pitchfork and a sickle and a baseball bat and kitchen knives. That's all I got, okay? I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. I'm six foot one. I think I can handle myself. Not against a gun, but anyways. So he says all of this, knowing it's just like that couple in St. Louis that were, that were standing on the whatever with the guns. I'm looking at that house and I'm looking at the way they're dressed going, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Nobody's trying to break into your house, first of all. Second of all, I can just tell by the way y'all look in the house that you live in, your house is probably not the easiest in the world to break into, Okay. Oh, oh, this is why we have to lock our doors at night. I'm more afraid of people like Lindsey Graham than I are than I am anybody else. Anybody else. You know who I'm afraid is going to come into my house is Lindsey Graham. Lindsey fucking Graham. Big Mo says, "I don't know. I got a pretty nice fucking alarm system." I know. Just stay with me. I'm I'm trying to go somewhere with this. Okay. Yeah. Great. I'm glad you have a great alarm system. Mm, I don't think we have an alarm system. We do, if we do, we don't set it. Okay. Here's my point. Just stay with me for a second. Who the fuck, A, is trying to break into your house anyways? Who? Who? I sound like an owl right now. Who the fuck is trying to break into Lindsay? Why would... Okay. All right. People that are going to break into a house, okay... Usually going to break and do it for a reason, right? There, if you're going to kidnap somebody, I can find far less annoying people out there to kidnap that have a lot more money than Lindsey Graham. Could you imagine being in a car with Lindsey Graham for an hour? I'd give him back. I Here, take him. Take this man. I, I can't take it anymore. He just, he's fucking crazy. I don't want to listen to him. Just take him back. I don't want him. I don't want him. Okay. So when let's just to use his words verbatim for a second, I'm really going to just drag this guy through the mud. You don't need an AR 15 to protect yourself from an earthquake, a tornado, a wildfire, a hurricane, a windstorm, any of that kind of stuff. You don't. So he's specifically talking about protecting himself from people. Okay. We've already established his house is going to be harder to break into and penetrate than most, and I, yes, I use the word penetrate more than yours or mine. Okay. We assume the neighborhood he lives in is already going to have a gate to begin with. It's going to be hard to get past that gate. Okay. Let's say all of this stuff happens though. Let's just pretend for a second. There's, there's, there's a gang of anti Lindsey Graham's. Okay. That are going after Lindsey Graham and his family. The fuck you need an AR 15 for. What the fuck do you need an AR-15 for? Now, this is how I'm going to transition into my uh, AR-15 talk. I'm Instead of just doing it, I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do it. I, I'm pretty sure a revolver would 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 scare 90% of people away. You know, a, a little six-shooter revolver, like a like a little snub-nosed 38 that you see in like the fucking Prohibition era movies, okay? Or a Glock, right? Or a 
16 gauge shotgun or a rifle. Okay. Single shot rifle. Pretty sure that's going to scare most people away. The fuck you need an AR-15 for? A, if there's that many people that are coming after Lindsey Graham, I'm pretty sure the neighborhood's going to see that there's a mob of 50 people coming after Lindsey Graham and somebody's going to call the police. In what world would any of this pan out anyways? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I know I'm going all over the place and everything I say, you all probably agree with. It's Wesson says this has family guy written all over it. John get bent says, for example, I live in a giant apartment building full of riffraff and I'd love to see it turn into a dread 2012 situation. At least the gangs are straightforward with their motives. Right. So big Mo says there is no need for fully or semi-automatic weapons unless you're in the military. Segwaying into the gun conversation. All right. I said this, I've covered this. I covered the, 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 the spa nail salon, not nail salon, uh, sal um, uh, spa shootings. And then the grocery store ones, I've covered everything here on this program. It's a whole fucking thing. My stance with guns used to be absolutely, absolutely. It's the second amendment. I don't own a weapon, but everybody that wants to own a gun, absolutely have all the weapons that you want. Stockpile them. It's your, it's your American right. And then I grew a little older and a little wiser and realized, well, I, I really don't care either way because I'm not a gun person. I don't hunt. I don't feel the need to have one for protection, at least not yet. But to have guns for protection and to have guns for hunting and recreational purposes, 100%. And I still feel that way, 100%. When it comes to this AR-15 business, I used to have no opinion on it. And now my opinion is strictly this. What the fuck do any of us need that shit for? A, that's why there's the National Guard. I'm not saying police. Okay. A, there's the National Guard. B, there is the military. Okay. Let's just say, for example, we were attacked in this country from a foreign nation. Okay. Or there was an insurrection or there was a mutiny in, in America. Okay. I, once again, pretty sure your rifles, shotguns, six shooters, your Glock with the however 10 or 15 bullets, I don't know, whatever the fuck's in it would work fine. Would work fine. Okay. For you to protect yourself or to hunt. It's these weapons. Now, once again, I guarantee you 95% of the people out there 98, 99% of the people out there that own AK style weapons would never harm a fly. They're the kind of people that would see a spider crawling and put it on a piece of paper and take it outside and let it go back into nature. Okay. But it's that 1% that do that are in the reason we're in the boat we're in the situation that we're in. Okay. The fact that these guns are very easily accessible, et cetera, et cetera. The background checks need to be way more stringent and stricter. Okay. For those type of weapons. Okay. We have to act now. Biden talked about it last week. We all feel this way. I said, I said this on Roxy's show last week and I, it's not that I misspoke because I meant what I said. I just don't think she took it the right way. What I had meant to, what I said to her was, it feels like 
because we're starting to come out of the pandemic. These, the, we're starting all over again with these mass shootings. And she said, her response to me was, well, I don't feel like they ever stopped. They, they, because of quarantine, they did, but the violence didn't stop, right? There was still violence across this country. Okay. That's all true. What I had meant to say was because of the pandemic, there weren't large crowd gatherings. There weren't these opening, there, there wasn't these openings for these situations to occur. They did leading up to COVID all the time. I think everybody here knows you wouldn't go more than two months on the news without a major mass shooting in this country. Easy. Not even two months. Okay. For years leading up to COVID. Then we hit quarantine. We hit the pandemic. All of that seems to come to a halt, but there's violence with police brutality and with protesters and all of that stuff from the summer and fall with Black Lives Matter. And then there's a bunch of Trumpers that lead an insurrection in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Okay. All of these things going. Now we're back to the mass shootings, though, as we make our way out of this pandemic. What have we learned? You get crowds and you get people that are making wrong choices and are unstable for certain reasons. I'm not a psychologist, so I can't use certain verbiage because I don't know exactly what to say. But you get these people that are taking these opportunities and doing these terrible things, these terrible acts of violence. As soon as there are now crowds again. So to me, what that means is we have a very small window in which to start to resolve these, these, these situations. Okay. Because if we don't, just like I reported with the spring breakers in Miami, I'm very concerned that that problem is going to happen across this whole country. Once things start to open up, it's going to be chaos in celebration. Okay. Not necessarily bad people. It's just, everybody's got it all built up in them to let it all loose. And what happens? You can't control those crowds. It is what it is. So similar to what's going on with the spring breakers in Miami, if that's any small insight to what's going to happen across this whole nation, once everybody's vaccinated and things start to get back to normal, it's the same thing with what we've seen in last week with these mass shootings. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So now's the time we got to act. And it's not just Joe Biden. He is the president. But we all know how the Senate and the House works. The Republicans are going to do what the Republicans are going to do. The Democrats are going to do what the Democrats are going to do. It all starts with your local government, to your county, to your state. So I encourage everybody. Now, once again, I live in a blue state. So it is what it is. But things are going to have to change with this gun stuff because it's just gotten out of hand. It's gotten very much out of hand. Huh, all right, I'm going to go into the chat and take a look at what everybody's saying. John Bainbridge says automatic weapons are meant to be used against crowds of people, human people. If you need an automatic weapon for hunting, you are not a good hunter. Couldn't agree more there, John. Big Mo says, exactly. With hunting, you are only supposed to get your target in one shot, not 50, LMAO. Exactly. So all of that, I think we're all on the same page with this. Once again, what the fuck, Lindsey Graham? What the fuck, Lindsey Graham? It was a great, most terrible, he said. 
but it was a great uh, icebreaker to have this much more difficult conversation. Now, once again, I'm not a politician. I am not a lawmaker. I don't know exactly where to start. I have some ideas, like I think we all do, stricter background checks, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, they've got to do something with these AR weapons. I, I mean, that's what it is. It's not, nobody, this isn't, you know, this isn't Jesse James shit where they're walking in with a six shooter. Okay. It's a whole different game. Brian Payne said, weird, not getting any notifications for this. I'm sure you're subscribed to the channel. Uh, I don't know either. With little insight, when Roxy goes up, I know she's going up because it's like my sixth sense. Um, <laughs> but usually I don't get a YouTube up, uh, notification that she's live until she's already been live for like 10 minutes. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, YouTube just wants to rake you over the coals and fuck you. Yeah, is what it is. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back tomorrow with all kinds of things. Be talking about all kinds of stuff. Brittany Parker says, wait, you're still live. Oops, just finished LATR. Well, that's the best thing about YouTube to steal somebody else's quote is you can watch these videos live or after the fact on the replay. John Bainbridge says Canada's gun laws are pretty good. Probably not perfect, but they're pretty good. I'll take pretty good over bad any day of the week. Pretty good over bad any day of the week. Thank you all for joining me. It's been a pleasure once again doing this show. Honestly, these shows wouldn't be what they were without the live chat, and everybody knows that. So shout out to everybody that's here from the Big Mo Podcast, John Bainbridge, Wes Naira, John Gitbent, Ryan Payne, uh, Matt Munoz, everybody that's here, Lloyd Nance who was here earlier. If I missed anybody, please forgive me. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, remember, check your internet. Make sure you blow on it first. It works every single time. Coming from a guy who now knows what it's like to have to check their internet. I, you know, would not like it anybody telling me that in the chat. So Rob learned a valuable lesson. De-escalation. Rob also learned that as well. Rob learns all sorts of things. Remember to fluff your pillows. Do not flush your pillows. Brett Hankinson, Miles Cosgrove, Jonathan Mattingly, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor for killing Breonna Taylor, not the fucking shots that missed. And for all victims of police brutality across this nation, say their names. We are with you, and we will keep fighting the good fight here and everywhere else on the YouTube space in the communities in which we are a part of. Until tomorrow, you can find me everywhere at Rob Fishbeck. Find me tonight in the World Girls chat. I will be writing their time codes down as they ask Roxy 21 questions. Going to be an epic show over there. Stay safe. Be well. Until tomorrow, take it easy, everybody.